Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah that we are close to enter into the month of Ramadan and we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give us this another opportunity to enter into the month of Ramadan and fast in the month of Ramadan with this hope that Allah Azza wa Jal will give us the reward and forgive our all, all the sins of the previous life, inshallah, whatever we have lived so far. This month is a month of blessing and this is the month of Qur'an as well. The Qur'an that Allah Azza wa has referred as the guidance for the mankind. And the guidance which is the one that distinguishes truth from the falsehood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayah that I just recited, part of the ayah says, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمْ مُشَهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْ Whosoever finds this month, witnesses this month, then he should uh, fast. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same surah, Surah Al-Baqarah, tells us about the obligation of fasting in the month of Ramadan, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السُّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O you who believe, fasting has been prescribed to you as it was prescribed, as it was made obligatory to the previous nations. Perhaps you will gain the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today I want to talk about a subject related to the month of Ramadan and actually it's related to every month of the Islamic calendar. And uh, every year, unfortunately, this issue of when the month of Ramadan starts and when the month of Ramadan ends become an issue for us. It is important for us to know what is the hukum regarding is starting the month of Ramadan and to start because this is one of the ibadat which is which is part of being the pillar of Islam which is a fasting in the month of Ramadan before I will go into and talk about some of the differences that exist among the scholars so we will be able to make a judgment of our own inshallah before we go into that I want to remind ourselves first that no matter what school of thought we perhaps follow, 
At the end of the day, we are all obliged to follow Allah and His Messenger. We are obliged to follow the Quran and the Sunnah. From that, the schools of thoughts can come out. But at the end of the day, all the scholars, Aimma, they have pretty much said in a similar manner that if you find any hadith that contradicts my opinion, then throw the opinion against the walls. That's the attitude of the a'imma like Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Hanbal, Imam Malik. And this is how they used to look at the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah azza wa reminds us one important rule in the ayah in Surah Tawbah when he says, اتخذوا أحبارهم ورهبانهم أربابا من دون الله The day he took. اتخذوا أحبارهم ورهبانهم They took their Ahbar and rabbis. Ruhban, which is the monks and their rabbis as their arbab, as their gods. Adi bin Hatim radiallahu anhu was a Christian at that time, came to Rasulullah and said, but we did not take them as our gods. Allah Rasulullah said, did you accept whatever they said, halal is halal, whatever these scholars and the rabbis and the monks said, haram is haram? He said, yes. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that is, that is what means by making them as your Rabb. Making them as your Lord because now they have the criterion of halal and haram instead of Allah and His Messenger. And Messenger sallallahu himself did not have the right to make something haram or halal. He was just making, conveying the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah alone is the one who has the right to make something halal or haram. So when we go through these principles, remember that it's not the issue of following a scholar or following a masjid. It's the issue of following Allah and His Messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another place, وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسُولًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not follow about which you don't have the ilm, you don't have the knowledge. Because your sama, your your hearing, wabasara, your sight, and fuada, your hearts, they will be all mas'ul, they will be all questionable, they will be all answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will be questioned about what they did. Any action they did, they will be held accountable for that. So now when we talk about the issue of moon sighting, we find Two valid opinions within the fiqh. And we'll talk about those validities as well, inshallah. One is about if the whole world is one locality. Which is the strongest opinion according to a hadith and the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the whole ummah is one and they should follow one sighting no matter where the moon has been sighted. And this is not I'm saying from my own desires or something. There are back, a hadith to back up this idea. And even Ahnaf, the school of thought of Hanafi, the school of thought. Maliki school of thought. Hanbali school of thought. And even some of the Shawafi'ah. They follow the same opinion. No matter where the moon is sighted, that sighting is for the whole, the whole ummah, no matter where they live. Yes, there is an opinion that talks about the issue of local sighting as well. Okay. And the third opinion 
and I'm going to be very clear and straightforward, which is presented nowadays as an opinion which is done by calculations. It is an invalid opinion because it contradicts the clear hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they cannot be taken as an evidence to come up with this opinion at all. Now, I'll start with the third one. Why is it invalid? Because it has been shown as, well, this is similar to Salah, for example. In the Salah, you, uh, you do the calculation for the Salah time. Why can't you do the calculation for the sighting as well? To begin with, these are two different rulings. And you cannot do the qiyas here about these things. And to be very clear, and uh, I will not go into details of that. There's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is reported by in Bukhari. The hadith says, إِنَّ أُمَّةٌ أُمِّيَّةٌ لَا نَكْتُبُ وَلَا نَحْسَبُ الشَّحْرُ هَكَذَا وَهَكَذَا So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he said هَكَذَا وَهَكَذَا, he said like this. So the first time he opened the hands like this, and then uh, closed one, uh, one of the fingers, and it showed 29 days. And then the, the second time he opened the hands like this three times, meaning the month is 29 days, and or 30 days. The hadith says, in my ummah is ummiyah, meaning it's illiterate. We don't count and we don't write. <coughs> now, we know that, that uh, this is specific to about, about the moon, uh, moon sighting about the month and the number of days in the month. In Islam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself commanded the Sahaba to write the Quran. So it's not that we don't write. This is a this is a balagha way of explaining something. Rather than to say think that the Ummah of Islam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa do not write and they don't know how to count. It's a stress on some subject about moon sighting. In that we don't write and we don't calculate. What does he mean by that is we do not go by calculation. That's a very clear hadith about that says we do not we are the one who do not write, do not calculate, and when it comes to the month, <coughs> we go by the sighting. So that's about the calculation part. Now, the second part about the issue of global sighting, there are many a hadith, and I cannot go over all the hadith one by one. I will inshallah just touch some of them, so at least we have the sense of it, why we say there is one sighting for the whole ummah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Sumu liruyatihi wafturu liruyatihi fa in ghumiya alaykum fakmilu adada. The hadith said, Rasulullah sallallahu said that uh, fast when you sight it, and the sumu, in Arabic, this is a plural, a jama'ah have been used here. So for the whole ummah has been said that you fast when you see it. And you break your fast once you see it. See the word is ru'ya. Ru'ya is with the sighting with the eye. It has to be sighted. And then the hadith says, alaykum, And if it's cloudy. So it's not saying... <coughs> By calculation, the moon is there. Doesn't matter, cloud is there or not. So you, 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 you counted it. No, the hadith is saying, if it's cloudy, maybe the sun, a moon is there. But you're not able to see it. And another hadith says, actually, if it's hidden, hidden, 
And in that case also, you don't start or you don't break the fast. So you go by the sighting. And the word sumu here is in the in the sura or the in the, in the plural form. Another hadith says sumu li ru'yatihi wa firu li ru'yatihi fa in ghumma alaykum fa kmilu aydatun sha'ban thalathin. Here Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says fast when you see it and break your fast when you see it. And if weather is cloudy, create the sha'ban as having 30 days. So that's about the sha'ban. And then other hadith says Rasulullah says, The hadith says that fast as you see it and break your fast as you see it. And if it's cloudy, uh, uh, then complete the month with 30 days. This hadith is reported by Muslim. And a hadith, there are many, many hadith in this uh, subject have been mentioned. And they are all in the direction of when you see the moon, see the moon talking about the hilal. Then you start fasting. When you see the moon, you you break the fast. Now, <clears throat> there's another hadith on the subject that shows that one sighting is enough for the whole ummah. The hadith says that uh, the hadith is about Rasulullah, uh, that uh, from uh, Abu Umair radiyallahu an. He said from his uncles, for who was from the Ansar, that they qalu. That it was cloudy for us, so the month of Shawwal was covered with clouds, so we, we fasted. Meaning, we did, uh, uh, we, we did the 30 days. فَأَصْبَحْنَا سُيَامًا And we woke up fasting, we, we started with the fast. فَجَاءَ رَكْبُ مِنْ آخِرِ النَّهَارِ فَشَهِدُوا عِنْدَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَنَّهُمْ رَأُوا الْحِلَالَ بِالْأَمْسِ So, a, a, a rider came, and uh, the, almost the day was ending. And he said to Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam that they have sighted the moon last night. For Amr Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and you Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked the sahaba to break your fast and come out for the Eid the next day. He was from a different area. He's coming out of different area. And he told Rasulullah about this, that they have fasted, they, they, they saw the moon, and Rasulullah accepted his shahada, and he ordered sahaba to break the fast. Similarly, another hadith says, that is reported by Rabbi bin Hirash, on the authority of one of the sahaba, he says, people differed among themselves on the last day of Ramadan. Then two Bedouins, Arabi, they came and witnessed before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi swearing by Allah that they had signed, sighted the moon the previous evening. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commanded the people to break the fast. So again, in this hadith also, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked the Sahaba to break the fast. And another hadith, Ibn Abbas uh, mentioned from, uh, from Arabi coming to Rasulullah Sallallahu saying he had seen the new moon, a new, a new moon of Ramadan. He asked him whether he testified that there is no God, there is no Allah, there is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he testified, he gave the shahada. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, we will fast. So no matter where the moon was sighted, it was accepted by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, even among the scholars <coughs> from Indian subcontinent, we can find that many of those scholars were on the same 
Is this on the same page? They said, no matter where the moon is sighted, that will be accepted from the whole ummah. Now, there is an opinion, which is opinion of Ibn Abbas radiallahu There's a hadith that says, and this hadith is referred to as the hadith of the Quraib. And Quraib reported that Umm Fadl, the daughter of Al-Harith, she sent him to Muawiyah for something. So uh, he said he arrived in Syria, in the Sham, and he did what he was supposed to do. And while he was in Sham, he asked about when did they start the month of Ramadan. So they said the new moon was sighted on Friday. So then I then came back to Medina, and he said he ended the month over there. At the end, sorry, at the end of the month. And Abdullah bin Abbas, he asked him that when did you see it? And Quraib actually, he himself, sorry, he himself saw it also there, the moon over there. So I said, we saw it on the night of Friday. So he said, did you see it yourself? I said, yes, Quraib said. And the people also saw it. And they fasted and Muawiyah also fasted. Whereupon he said, but we saw it on Saturday night. So we will continue to fast till we complete the 30 days. Or, <coughs> or we see it, the, 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 month, uh, the, the moon for the Shawwal. I said, is it the sighting of the moon by, uh, by Muawiyah not valid for you? He said, no, this is how Rasulullah commanded us. Now here, this is the only hadith that has been used as, a, uh, as the evidence for local sighting is sufficient. The problem with this hadith is, this is not the hadith of Rasulullah We have to be careful in understanding these things. This hadith is referred as a mawquf hadith, that this is a, not a marfu'l, goes back to Rasulullah This hadith only goes back to Ibn Abbas. Ibn Abbas is giving his understanding. While we have a hadith which are very clear, that Rasulullah even asked the Sahaba to break their fast because the moon was sighted somewhere else. So we cannot take this hadith based on that. But if somebody is following that, the locality part. And I'm, I'm going to, inshallah, because of lack of time, cannot go into detail. And if somebody has a question, we can talk later on as well. I want to make sure about that. Now, this local sighting is no more the sighting that the fuqaha even talked about in the past. Today, this local sighting has been used to divide the ummah. Think of uh, the Indian subcontinent. The example I'm giving you, most of us here understand probably. Go back and check the map. I want to bring the map, I forgot. So 19, before 1947, whether it was the, the, the British colonialists were ruling or the Mughals were there, oh, so the Indian subcontinent was one state, hence there's one moon for that. 1947 comes, we divide it, British comes and divide the Ummah into two now, becomes India and Pakistan. And Pakistan is already East Pakistan and West Pakistan. Look at the border. They draw the border, and we say, yes, now we have a different moon than India. Pakistan is a different moon. Pakistan and Bangladesh, which are East Pakistan and West Pakistan, about a thousand miles from each other away, or oh, they can have one moon, but the borders of Lahore and Delhi cannot have the same moon. Punjab is divided into two East pa- uh, 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 Pakistani Punjab and Indian Punjab. They will have two moons now. Because Britain came and they divide, draw the line. Is this the Hukum Shari we're talking about locality? This is not called Hukum Shari regarding locality. Locality is about even if we go by the opinion, which is a weak opinion. 
Even that opinion is wrong from that perspective, the way it has been followed. It is followed as if we are going by Saik-Piko agreement that was done to divide the Ummah into nation state. And everybody is sticking with those lines are more sacred than the Hukum Sharai. The, the lines drawn between the Muslim Ummah by the colonialist powers, now they have become the Hukum Sharai for us. They are the one that dictates what, how to vent to fast and now even how to pray. They tell us you can pray six feet apart or three feet apart or twelve feet apart. And we follow it like ignorance. We really have to wake up and think about it. What are we doing? Very same people who will go far apart in the salah, right after salah, they will be chatting and mixing and everything. They will be having lunches and dinner together, no problem. But salah, we have to go far apart because Uncle Sam said so. So this is how our thinking have been played with today. We really have to wake up and think about it. The only reason it is like that, because we as Muslim Ummah do not have a political power that implement the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that protect the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and make sure that every hukum of Allah azza wa is implemented in the best possible manner. So I would like you guys, brothers and sisters, whoever is listening, to go back and think and evaluate how do we take this moon sighting issue? How do we really take that? Is this the hukum shari we are following? Or we are saying, no, I'm going to stick with the masjid. Following a masjid is not an opinion of no one. Masjid is just have walls. In many cases, especially in the United States, those opinions are dictated by the shura members who may not even have the ilm about the subject. Who will tell the, the Imam in many of the masajid, this you can say and that you cannot say. Alhamdulillah, that's not the case here. But there are many masajids that are like that. So we have to remember, we have to answer Allah Azza wa Jal. And from that perspective, look at these rulings and decide. As I said, there are three opinions. One is by global sighting, which is the strongest opinion, which we should stick by. Then there is a weak opinion, which is about the regions, but that region is not the way it's defined now. The United States can be a region. Or let me go back to the Indian example and then we'll stop. So Indian subcontinental example I was giving was before 1947, one, one, one moon. After 1947, becomes two moon, India and Pakistan. After 1971, becomes three moon, because now Pakistan is divided into East and West Pakistan. Become Bangladesh and Pakistan now. And now, the current Pakistani regime is doing another betrayal and selling out Kashmir also now. Now Kashmir will become of their own moon. Tomorrow, Sindh defect from Pakistan, oh, Sindh will have their own moon. And on and on and on. Isn't that what has become already? We are 55, we are 55 plus states and we call each one has their own moon. We are one ummah and we should stick with this idea. This one ummah has one moon. أقول قولي هذا أستغفر الله لي ولكم Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.